0: Welcome to Season Two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Tina Constantine.
1: And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue and nurturing our spiritual lives.
0: We hope by sharing our learning, reflections and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Living Fullness. How are you going, Padre?
1: Very well, thank you. And yourself, Steve? I'm doing
0: well. What have you been up to? Uh,
1: well, I'm, I'm preparing for a meeting tomorrow for the... Uh, I say preparing, I'm really doing major preparations. It's just sort of... Uh, I'm in Wagga to... to uh well teach for tomorrow, but also to prepare for a, a meeting of the people, priests ordained between six and ten years... Uh, so Ooh. the bishop calls all of us together. He calls together those ordained one to five years. Yep. And then later on he calls together those ordained six to ten years. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just so that we can have a bit of formation together and enjoy one another's company and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: and, yeah, how about you? Mm, um, no meetings for me. <laughs> um, I have been preparing for upcoming meetings, though. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. So I've got a couple of talks coming up, which will be pretty exciting. Um, I'm pretty keen for them. And I've got a meeting, two meetings coming up as well. That'll be interesting to see whether what happens post that meeting. So watch the spouse. Okay.
1: Okay. We're watching the (laughs) spouse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's not just space. It's spouse. (laughs) Spouse. Okay. So this week's episode is on virtue. Um, and particularly the virtue of temperance. And within temperance, we're having a look at sobriety, Mm. which as soon as you hear that word, like there's already images popping up in everyone's mind about what sobriety means and what being sober looks like. (laughs) I am sober. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, this particular episode is actually heavily focused on, um, heavily based on one of the workshops that we run at Virtue Ministry within um, Temperance. So, we'll, we'll be picking a, a, bit, a few things from that workshop that you'll get to hear of um, today. So, what is sobriety? Like, the first things that come to mind is like being, not being drunk. That's like the first thing that anyone will think of. Um, and when you think about you know, well, what does it mean to not be drunk? <clears throat> I think a lot of people will also think that that means, well, there's a line, there's right. a line somewhere and we're just not going to cross that line. Like right. so long as right. we don't cross that line, then we're not being drunk. So therefore we're being sober. Mm. But we can dance as close as we like to that line. Right. Because that's still being sober. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Which actually is not the case. No, that's not no, that's, being sober That's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: Exactly. It's funny when we were in the seminary, um, there was a, a, a priest. Uh, it was Father Murphy, actually. Uh, Father Murphy used to say to us, "Everyone likes to see Father have a beer. People even like to see Father have two beers, but they never like to see Father have three. <laughs> uh, and and uh, you know, there's 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 some measure of wisdom in that. You yeah. know, people like to see Father having a beer. They like to see him even you know, having a second beer, but. The demands of sobriety, the demands of, of moderation, um, of that virtue of temperance, which moderates the the sensible appetite, that the the sort of our senses and and the way that we experience pleasure through the senses. Well, there's there's a certain expectation there, mm. uh, rightfully a certain mm. expectation there, and uh, and so it's it's um, uh, sober isn't just well I wasn't drunk, yeah exactly. It's, you know it's it's no, it's more than this, yeah yeah.
0: So sobriety is more than just not getting drunk or having a problem with alcohol. Um, It's also more than just moderating the amount of alcohol that someone has or other substances because it's not just about alcohol consumption.
1: Right, right, just easily could be about food.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So what we want to talk about then is what it means to be sober-minded or to have a clear-mindedness, you know, having a clarity of mind. You know, this is a space where, you know, What it means is to have like a serious consideration for the things that are in front of you, to be really thoughtful um, and responsible when called for, to be Mm. really sensible and rational. And so I guess to really unpack what it means to be clear-minded or sober-minded, let's sort of have a look at what might be some things that actually cloud our mind. Mm. Mm. So if we start with the physical, like because there actually is physical contributions to... Um, Sober mindedness and to clouded having a clouded mind. Yep. So that could be things like having an imbalance of rest, mm. you know, not having enough sleep, um, or oversleeping. Yep. Making sure you have adequate activity in your life and yep. nutrition. Um, and this could also be the the you know things like substance abuse um, or excessive use of certain substances.
1: It could even be something like, um, and I'm thinking here. Um, Going back to, to my days as a as a, a high school student, yeah, um, when mates had come over, you'd stay up all night playing video games,
0: yeah,
1: right, yeah, and then you'd be completely wrecked, yeah. for the following day, mm-hmm. you know. So so it's it's sort of um, uh, there's there's a, a lack of being able to to um, to regulate the amount of recreation that we engage in. Mm. And because we overindulge in that, mm. we take from some other aspect of our lives in order to, to, to um, pay for that indulgence. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's not just having, you know, bad things or having um, like too much of a bad thing as such. Right, it's actually right. finding that balance of, of the good things right, in right. life as well. Because
1: alcohol, food. Yeah, yeah. You know, entertainment, recreation, these are all good things, right? Great
0: things. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Really good and great things. So that's sort of a couple of things there to to start thinking about in terms of the physical stuff that can impact Mm. um, us having a clouded mind. Then we also have to consider emotional. So there are things that can fill our minds and hearts that make and contribute to us having a clouded mind. That could be things like worry, Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. things that we might be worrying about on a day-to-day basis, stresses that come. You know, some stresses come and go in our lives, but there's a certain amount of stress that we perhaps perpetuate (laughs) by certain behaviours and thought patterns. And then we have even things like perfectionism, like this this notion of needing to be able to have everything Mm. absolutely perfect all the time in every way and not being able to rest, have peace, Mm. If it's not this particular yeah. this particular yeah. way, that adds to our uh, our emotions and how we sit mm. and feel about things, which adds to having a clouded mind.
1: This is in, in some ways we are actually navigating into a different virtue, uh, but it does show the the inter, interconnectedness of virtues. Yes. In so far as we're now talking about when we talk about stress, we're now talking about a different appetite. And when I've now that I've said that, I realize that everyone's going. Oh. Exactly. What do you mean, a different appetite? <laughs> like, I have an appetite for food and drink. Like, what do you want about? What's this and different I have appetite? A dessert stomach. So. Uh, I, I, well, I have an excessive dessert stomach. But uh, um, uh, the when I'm talking about a different appetite, I'm talking about the, the appetite of uh, or sort of the, the, the emotions, if you like, which regulate how we respond to difficulties. And that's that's normally governed by the virtue of uh, fortitude. Uh, but temperance and fortitude are like this yeah yeah and because no one can see what i've just done i just put my hands together 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 (laughs) together. they're 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 they're, you know links together so emotionally uh if we're not temperate physically we tend not to be um temperate emotionally uh you know fortitude tends not to govern our our emotions well um so yeah 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 absolutely if that makes sense
0: um, exactly as you said, and you will have noticed that if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now we covered the virtue of justice uh, mm. several weeks ago, which is another one of the cardinal virtues. and all the all the cardinal virtues, you know need each other. You can't right, actually right. we can't you can't exercise virtue <laughs> right with one of them permanently disabled. right, <laughs> or, right, or right? unable to be accessed. They actually need each other to be able to make sense. So right, yeah, are. absolutely. We can't actually fully talk about any one of these without it tapping into some of the others for sure yeah so that's physically and emotionally then and then we also have spiritually spiritually we can have things that um, make it harder for us to remain sober-minded and cloud our mind and that could be all sorts of challenges that we might go through we go through spiritual battles and struggles as well things like being you know spiritually lazy for example Mm -hmm. having some sense of complacency in our spiritual life all the way through to the other end of the spectrum of being scrupulous like being so and almost like stuck to that perfectionistic type of way and not being able to let go which doesn't just like the spirituality side of things isn't just isolated on its own yeah it does also fill our mind and our heart um, and therefore also impacts
1: absolutely absolutely Uh, um one of the things that, that we talk about in the context of seminary formation is that there are um, four aspects of formation. Well, I'm not going to go through them all because that would just bore you, but but two of them are human and spiritual. Mm. And, and the point that we make is if you don't get the human right, then the spiritual is going to suffer. If you yep. don't get the spiritual right, then yep. the human is going to suffer. Yep. So it, it's, it's, it's a matter of seeing that these things aren't in isolated boxes. They're actually dimensions which, while distinct, have a... Um, uh, have a, a certain level of interconnectedness
0: yes and, and,
1: and interdependence
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely. So in, in that having said that then you know, having our body, mind and spirit in mm. balance mm. is the way that we're going to remain clear-minded. Exactly
1: exactly. Um, what happens when these things are out of balance? Well we become unable to make decisions that are in our best interest because we're not actually operating from a place where we're at our best. Um, and, and if we've been like that for some time even our dear of even our deer even our idea of what our best is is actually somewhat warped uh, so and, and and we tend to have a bit of a defeatist mentality if we if we start sort of if we have a habit of not operating, At our best because we've been out of kilter or out of balance it can kind of bring about a defeatist mentality or a not good enough mentality or i'm a not worth it mentality and and so poor decisions kind of flow on from that 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 um uh problematic mentality Uh, everything from Getting behind the wheel under the influence, or making poor dating choices, uh, drastic career changes without any real thought or reason, um, uh, snacking when we're tired, um, or you know, eating when we don't actually need to eat. Um, all of this because we've allowed ourselves to become um, clouded in regards, sort of, clarity of purpose and mind of who we are and all of that has become clouded Mm. um, uh, because we're no longer aware of of our dignity and worth
0: Mm. yeah and i think it's probably also worth mentioning that you know going back to that spiritual side of things that we do have seasons as well in our spirituality um, and we can have seasons of being desolate of having those having that uh, sense of a lack of connection And almost feeling isolated or alone or, and that can, that can be a space where being sober minded can be a challenge, like an additional challenge. Mm. Because essentially we've been thrown off from where our usual spiritual state might be, you know, in a space of consolations that we're receiving from God. We hear him, we feel him, we can sense him, we, you know, feel so close to him and we sense this joy and peace and, Mm. um, and then when that disappears uh, and, there's, and it feels like there's no emotional connection there, he can feel really distant and we can feel really distant from him. That can be really disorienting. Um, and a sober-minded spirit actually means exercising a dose of prudence like we talked about before mm. by remaining temperate in a sober-minded manner even when we don't feel like it. Yep. You know that, That's also prudence playing, playing part here or when the motivation isn't there. Absolutely, it's a time to be reminded of the simple truths and allow that to become signposts for making everyday decisions. That this is not the time to be making, you know, major adjustments. Um, and a sober-minded state will help us see that, because sober-mindedness isn't an elimination of all that's challenging; mm. it's tempering of the impacts of the challenge on our decisions that we make and the way that we choose to live our lives. Mm, mm.
1: And I think. When we talk about tempering, I think sometimes it's 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 important to recall what it is when we're saying tempering because I think sometimes we have this image of tempering means squashing mm. or tempering means um, uh, sort of ignoring. Um, whereas in fact, what what is tempering? Well, tempered steel is hardened steel. You know, it's it's steel which has become strong uh, due to effective treatment. I have no idea what that treatment actually is, but but I know that it's strong,
0: <laughs> and you know it undergoes. And I know
1: it undergoes a particular treatment. Well, uh, using some kind of heat method. Uh, so, in 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 a similar manner, uh, temperance is about um, becoming strong in our will uh, by allowing our intellect to uh, allowing our reason, as it were, to govern our our choices Mm. you know not making choices according to just sheer whim but allowing our our reason and our will to sort of govern what we what we choose uh that i think is the 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 point behind behind temperance there Mm. um
0: and when it comes to those signposts that i mentioned before as well it's so important that we recognize them like almost as soon as possible so that when we do get into the space of feeling um, detached, disoriented, whatever that space might look like, then we can draw upon upon those things. Um, and one of those things, one of those signposts, especially for someone who might be having thoughts or emotions or um, in a space of feeling like I'm not worth it, mm. um, is just what we celebrated very recently. <laughs> Like yeah. we celebrated something extremely significant that really should wake us up and sober us up. Like the passion, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is the shakeup. That's where it's at. That is the shakeup that we need to be able to sort of crack through that clouded mm. mind to be able to see that God found us entirely worth it. Mm. Like mm. even in that space of being, you know, completely feeling spiritually empty, that truth, those signposts can help us anchor to what is actually true and real. Yeah. Um, so, you know, find those signposts that are going to help you remain sober-minded.
1: Absolutely. And, and following on from this, uh, St. Saint Ignatius, Saint Ignatius of Loyola uh, coined 14 rules for the spiritual life, and I won't enumerate them all for you here, but uh, number five, rule number five is by far the most important rule that in moments of desolation, in moments where we don't experience that, that sort of consolation from God, that we keep up our spiritual exercises, we keep up our prayer life. Even if there isn't anything significant being experienced from the perspective of the emotions, keep it up because the relationship is still there. You know, relationships they they in 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 growing, they don't always feel the same, you know. So, don't abandon the relationship because the feeling is not as it once was. That's what St. What Ignatius is trying to really sort of push there. And look, whenever we talk about temperance, I, I always find myself going back to St. John Paul II in number seven of Pastores Dabo Vobis. Which is Latin for "I will give you shepherds." It's from the prophet, a sentence from the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, I can't remember the chapter and verse, but we'll put it in the in the show notes, um, uh, where he talks about um, Pope Saint John, Paul, Saint John Paul II talks about um, prisoners of the fleeting moment, <clears throat> and here's what he says. Here's the full quote, because otherwise it just doesn't do justice. He says. We should take note also of a desperate defence of personal subjectivity which tends to close it off in individualism, rendering it incapable of true human relationships. As a result, many, especially children and young people, seek to compensate for this loneliness with substitutes of various kinds in more or less acute forms of hedonism or flight from responsibility. Prisoners of the fleeting moment, they seek to to consume the strongest and most gratifying individual experiences at the level of immediate emotions and sensations, inevitably finding themselves indifferent and paralysed, as it were, when they come face to face with the summons to embark upon a life project which includes a spiritual and religious dimension and a commitment to solidarity." I think John Paul II hits the nail on the head here. When we are closed off from authentic relationships, we turn inwards to ourselves to find love. And that's where we go looking for love in all the wrong places. It's where I go to satisfy my love by indulging in other things, right? Uh, And uh, to satisfy my need for love by indulging in other things. Uh, and, And that paralyzes us from actually undertaking the call that Jesus has for each and every one of us, which is to be loved by him and to be agents of love to others.
0: Mm. Um, So something that I find interesting, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, is the culture that we have in Australia. And I think for this particular episode, this would be a good chance for us to have a little bit of a chat about that because Mm -hmm. it's no secret. (laughs) Australia has a problem culturally with alcoholism, mm. um, the stats are out on that. Like, we we know that. Um, and we know that COVID only increased that as well.
1: That's interesting. Okay. Mm. Okay.
0: So, any thoughts on what that might say about our culture in relation to you know, sober-mindedness and mm. virtue?
1: Sure, sure. Um, I can remember, sort of, uh, my early days at uni. Mm. And uh, there, there was a, a culture of drinking there and it was sort of expected. Um, mm. you know, it, it was kind of like, well, this is what we do, you know, and if you didn't drink excessively, there was something wrong with you. It's like you you, met, you were anti-fun. And so joining in with that was just the natural thing to do. You know, Well, let me rephrase that. It was, it was, it felt. It was decisively unnatural, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it felt like it was the normal thing mm. to do because everyone around you was doing it. Um, and it's funny those those lessons that you learn in school, uh, you know, if everybody was headed down the end of a cliff, would you follow them? <laughs> well, apparently, I should have remembered those lessons, you know, and and, and, and those are are uh, they are actually important ones. Um, uh, but um, uh, I suspect these days, just from having recently been in university ministry for a number of years, I suspect that due to a crackdown with regards to academic standards. Um, many universities are curbing the frequency of young people binging on alcohol, without actually changing the culture of drinking on campus. Um, so uh, there's a it's it's more about um, a lack of opportunity to drink that 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 sort of limits the drinking right. occurrences, if right. you like. Mm-hmm. Rather than an internal change within the students, mm. uh, because when they do get the opportunity to drink, it's every man for himself. Mm. it's 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 absolutely nuts. Mm. So um, uh, to to overcome this, we actually need a virtuous outlook to be developed mm. rather than merely the taking away of the opportunity. Mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. or a limiting of the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about yourself? What are your thoughts there?
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess for me one of the things that jumps at me is that we're almost like um, we're not interested in what truly satisfies us. Mm. Like Mm. there's a complete disinterest and it's a sad thing. Like it's sad to think that a country that's essentially, and forgive me for saying this, but it's a country that's essentially drunk Mm. or um, tending towards dancing on the line of being drunk. Yeah. That, that, you know, like we said before, dancing on the line is not sober mindedness. So, that makes us unable to think clearly. Um, And a country that has a culture that is unable to be sober-minded isn't really able to love (coughs) because an imbalanced person can't see themselves for who they truly are. And if we can't see ourselves for who we are, then we're not really able to be a gift of ourselves to another. Yeah. Yeah. because we're not actually masters of ourselves to begin with. So how can we possibly actually then give ourselves to somebody else? Right, right. right. Um, so for me, like as a culture, that means that we're constantly buying into more and more substances, either, you know, physically or emotionally or spiritually, to mask that we're left dissatisfied. Mm. Like
1: When you say substances spiritually, what are you thinking of?
0: Like all those things we talked about before, you know, when we, we might be – having compulsions towards, you know, excessive number of prayers as a way of trying to mask
1: what
0: we're actually needing.
1: Right, Um, right.
0: You know, that we might be overindulging on certain number of prayers or certain ways of praying, including like penances. Like maybe we go to the extreme end to try and mask what we're actually needing Mm. and that puts us out of balance. Like same, same kind of thing puts us out of balance. So constantly going over the boundary of what's healthy in the hopes of trying to find goodness when the reality is goodness actually lives within the boundary. <laughs> right. Like outside of it.
1: Right, right. Uh, that's uh, extremely insightful. Yeah, yeah.
0: So how do we actually then practically, you know, practice clear-mindedness? How do we grow in the virtue of temperance? Um, so, you know, we talked about habitual moderation, um, but moderation isn't just allowing ourselves to go too far and then reeling back, Mm. you know, that's, that's not what true temperance is. The virtue of temperance actually helps us to know where the boundary is and be completely uninterested. In crossing the boundary. It's not about being like, oh, I don't know where the boundary is and I'm just going <laughs> to hold on here and whatever. No, no. A clear-minded person, someone who has the virtue of temperance, knows very well where the boundary is but has no interest in going near that boundary. No. Um, because the virtue of temperance teaches us and shows us and helps us to see what's actually fun and what's joyful and fulfills our lives um, that actually sits within that space of the boundary. Yeah. And a simple, a very simple example of that is overindulging in food. Yeah. So, gluttony. Like, yeah. A temperate person knows how much is too much and won't go looking to go as close to the boundary as possible because that person knows that that's not going to feel good. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they don't, they're not even interested in entertaining the thought of gluttony because they know that the joy of being, you know, fulfilled – in terms of food, is at the point of being content, not at the point of having overeaten. So because it's at the point of being content, then that's the point that we're most free and that we're most joyful. And that's, that's yeah. what virtue does. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's exactly what virtue does. It makes us free to be who we were made to be. Um, being <coughs> under the point of content leaves hmm. us hungry and looking for more and overindulgent makes us, us you know sick and unable to experience joy to the fullest degree. Absolutely. Virtue really does lie in the it middle. It lies in the middle, right, <laughs> right. Uh,
1: virtus status median,
0: media? Are you media? guessing now? <laughs> I, I'm, t- I'm entirely
1: guessing, I really am. Um, but uh, no, look, you're absolutely right. You know, and and, and you, you mentioned gluttony. I think this is especially true when it comes to food, right, is that when do sweets become enjoyable in moderation? Right, we actually enjoy them in moderation. We all know the sickly sweet feeling. You know, it's awful. You know, you've had too much of something. I can remember as a kid, I ate. It was during the holidays. I ate an entire packet of Tim Tams. I have never been able to look at an original Tim Tam the same way again. Oh wow! <laughs> right, wow. right. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's like. Um, uh, it, it stops us from actually being able to enjoy and what it requires is that i go to something sweeter or something different or something you know it's 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 uh, uh so it's completely um yeah. uh it stops us from actually enjoying the thing you know and and uh, um why because we wind up eating for pleasure's sake rather than for nourishment and from a place of gratitude um you know at this point pleasure associates with with food rather than the aim of 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 nourishment you know and 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 even with the aim of 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 company you know sitting down around a, a enjoying a meal with people uh it becomes less about the, the the connection more about the gratification um the gratification of the senses you know. Yeah. um also um i think it's important to note and, and this is is particularly important for temperance to to note that it's, it's important, as you mentioned before, that this virtue of temperance be matched with the virtue of prudence. Um, as Christians, we often know things at a universal level but ignore things at a particular level. Now, what do I mean by this? Um, we can know a moral norm as a universal precept. You know? So I can know that gluttony is wrong. You know, I can know that at a universal level. I know that gluttony is wrong. Um, but in our particular concrete circumstances, we wind up finding an excuse for why the universal principle doesn't apply to me in this particular circumstance, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe it's that I'm really stressed, and so I think mm-hmm. overindulgence is is, is warranted mm-hmm. in this particular situation. you know, Well, um, prudence helps us to go, no, no, this is, this is the 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 sort of, uh, this is the law. This is the moral norm. Yeah. Uh. You know. And and there's a reason it's the moral norm, and that 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 reason is that this thing that I want to do right now, it's going to hurt me and others around me. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, and so this yeah. is the the um uh, the importance of prudence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The prudence yeah. almost helps you see the line, right? Like see right. And recognize where the line is, but it's right. temperance that's going to hold you and not. And not restrain you, but actually want you to stay within the boundary. It's prudence that's going to do what needs to be done for you to feel tempered. Yeah. because we like when yeah. when those you know temptations come up, it's a, it's an actual feeling that's coming about. Yes. too. so those yes, emotions absolutely. need to go somewhere. They exactly, need, they need something. Exactly, and temperance is that something that's going to help.
1: Yep, spoteth oneth with the with the caveat that that prudence is the the vehicle. By which all the virtues function. Uh, so temperance is effective because prudence shows us how to put it into into good, good good action. It says, "Here's the boundary." Yes. Now, here's what I have to. Yes. Here's 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 how I need to practice this virtue in yeah. this moment. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm.
0: So practicing temperance in other ways of our lives, you know, such as the mind and emotion, that requires clear-mindedness. Um, and so another example here might be, you know, when we meet someone that we find attractive. You know, a temperate person knows not to let their emotions and thoughts about that person go too far into the realm of fantasy, because that's just going to leave us unsatisfied in the end. Yep. Um, so a temperate person knows that the joy in finding the person that they're interacting with um, as attractive is to stay in the present. Yeah. Like to enjoy the present moment for what it is and then let it be. Mm. You know, that's mm. the way that we're gonna remain sober minded as we continue to live our lives, you know, with all the responsibilities that it has, allowing us to focus on, you know, study and work and family relationships and not be consumed by a fantasy of a person that we've met. Mm. At the same time, it's exactly that sober mindedness that's gonna help us weigh up whether the person that we met is someone that we would actually like to pursue mm. because the judgment that we make about that decision isn't clouded by these emotions and thoughts that have gone beyond the present. Right,
1: right, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So clear-mindedness is not just for food. <laughs>
1: no. no, no, clear-mindedness is for lots of different things. Yeah,
0: absolutely, uh, including yep. all yep. of our relationships. That is awesome. So that was a rather in-depth episode on the virtue of temperance, which, you know, sorry, happens when you're sitting down with someone who loves the virtues. So I take full responsibility for that. (laughs) (laughs) However, we do have some exciting news Mm. coming up, not in this episode, but in the next episode, we'll tell you exactly what. But in this episode, we can tell you we have another book study coming. (laughs) Woohoo! So come back next week for next week's episode and you'll find out what that book actually is.
1: <laughs> you know when you regret certain things? I regret making that
0: whoop, whoop <laughs>
1: song, Entirely regret it.
0: That's okay, we're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're pretty, pretty excited. We know that many of you loved the book study that we did last time and so we were keen to do another one as mm. well. So mm. we found one that we think might be Bit different yeah. and um, yeah. interesting, so we will let you know next week what that is. But before we go for this week, a truth, beauty, and goodness, Padre.
1: I'm having dinner with a friend. We're having dinner with a friend. Yeah. Uh, in hello, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Matthew Tan, one of our previous guests. Yes. So we're having we're having dinner with him uh, this evening. So,
0: <sighs> however, I do have a resource that I've been enjoying in the last week since we interviewed your niece i've um re-found a love for one of her songs uh thrones by eva which i'll add in the description box it's just i don't know it's one of those like power to female kind of song (laughs) like strength and and whatnot so it's and but it's also got like a soothing Mm. music to it it's got like a little bit of a heavy beat but Really soothing as well, but you know that's just Eva. So, (laughs) highly recommend you listen to that song if you like something that motivates you and uplifts you, and um, just sort of gives you a little bit of motivation to go for the day.
1: Yes, she's um, she's a creative lady. Yeah, she really is. Very clever. Very very clever lady, and of course, I mean she's related to me, so naturally she's going to have. She got all (laughs) the
0: goods. (laughs) 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 She got all of it, and you got none of it. (laughs) Okay, all right, that's that's
1: that's. That's probably more true <laughs> than I can admit. Uh, yeah. That's what you yeah. get for stealing my Christmas
0: <laughs> goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week. But until then, all of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you know that the Virtue Ministry team does speaking engagements? We do talks, workshops and keynote addresses at schools, retreats and conferences, both in person and online. We speak on character development, growth in virtue and relationships, and we are always open to speaking on a topic that you might need for your audience. Get in touch with Virtue Ministry through our website, virtueministry.org.au to make an inquiry.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.